there's a an intersection between sort of VC thinking and philanthropy of like let's find mm-hmm. cutting edge nonprofits that can go to scale. I'm like I know I've I know those people, but effective altruism goes one step further and says we're going to go out and make all kinds of money. And then we're going to mm. save the world. I guess you could say it's sort of kind of like, it's not like, you know, Andrew Carnegie Carnegie made the money and then did libraries. This uh, They're convincing themselves that the reason that they're doing these things is they ended up never mm. doing it. Like with Sam Bankman-Fried, there was a big moment yeah. where they said, Nishad Singh said, I went to meet with, with Anthropic because I was... I was going to make a donation because I love that technology so much. And then the process, yeah. then the question was, well, did you ever make a donation? Well, no. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Squarespace. Turn your idea into a new website. Go to squarespace.com slash twist for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use offer code twist to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Catalog. Stop wasting time and money with expensive design firms and unreliable freelancers. Get fast, three-day turnarounds for a flat monthly fee with Catalog. Get $1,200 off right now at trycatalog.com slash twist. And .tech Domains has a new program called Startups.tech, where you can get your company featured on This Week in Startups. Go to startups.tech slash Jason to find out how. Okay, today on the podcast, we have maybe the world's number one source on the SBF trial, the explosive trial taking place in Manhattan for the founder of FTX, who allegedly stole billions and billions of dollars. Matthew Russell Lee runs an account on Twitter slash X called Inner City Press, I-N-N-E-R City Press. Uh, I found out about this account when he was covering uh the the uh, nicola uh trial we'll get into that in a minute but his account has absolutely blown up over the past couple of weeks because of his extraordinary in-depth uh threads on the sbf trial he's one of the old school journalists out there who goes to the courts and does real reporting and so uh, a little history uh for uh, matthew and i who ha- we've never met but back in september of 2022 matthew was covering the fraud case of former nicola ceo trevor milton you remember uh, that i had trevor milton on this podcast episode 1090 back in july of 2020 and during the case prosecutors actually played a clip of milton for that infamous interview that I did with him. And that specific clip uh, that was played in court is at the 46-minute mark in that episode. It's when Milton talks about being inspired by Apple to launch the Nikola Badger. That was a pickup truck that never launched uh, because it inspired more consumers to buy the stock. Here's a clip. So now you've got all this cash uh, on the balance sheet and you've got all this runway. But you, this building a network of hydrogen chargers and coordinating the building of hydrogen trucks and satisfying a bunch of customers seems like an awful lot of work. And then, uh, I'm not sure exactly the date you announced it. What date did you announce that you're going to take on Ford's F-150 pickup truck and Elon Cybertruck and the Rivian? Rivian is uh, the other. Rivian. 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 Yep. Sorry, Rivian. Uh, so now you decide... F it, I'm going to create an F-150, the best-selling car uh, in the United States, I think, and obviously the best-selling truck. Why would you take on more work? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. So here's the reason why. Our trucks are a gravy train with money. Um, that's where all the money comes from is our, is, our, is our big semi-trucks, right? The problem is, is 90% of Americans will never own a semi-truck. And so your investment, your invest, your portfolio of investors can be very limited. And we wanted to go and build a company that's going to be worth $500 billion, trillion dollars over, say, 10 or, 10 or 15 years. And if you're limiting yourself to 10% of the market, you'll never do it, no matter how good your numbers are. The reason why people love Apple, they, everyone touches their product. Why do they love Google? Everyone touches their product. So it, you're, what I did is I knew day one, you know, once, once we started coming out, we had all this gravy train coming in from the semi-truck program. My, my question was, okay, that's great, but I'll never touch the average consumer. So therefore, 90% of investors will probably never invest in me. So I needed to touch the consumer. And so the, the truck is for the profit, the semi-truck, the pickup truck's for the consumer. And the consumer is the one who is part of the Robinhood portfolio, is part of the, the, you know, the family office or whatever. And that's where all the, the valuation of the company comes from. 
All right. A crazy, crazy <laughs> clip. Uh, that episode recorded in July of 2020. The Badger Project was canceled four months later in November 2020. And obviously, uh, trying to bait retail investors to buy your company on the way to a trillion dollars, quite a claim in 10 years, um, is a, a large part of um, a bigger story. Milton wound up being found guilty of three of four counts of fraud in October of last year. And He's uh, getting sentenced in a few weeks, faces a max of more than a decade in jail. Anyway, uh, my Matthew Russell Lee, welcome to the show. Great. I'm glad, I'm glad to be on. I do. I do. I very much remember that. And it was that was a big part of the the the, the jurors had also seen the, the infamous uh, ad for the semi truck where they had still had no motor and they put it on a, on a 3% incline to make mm. it look like it was that it was running. So it, it was a huge contrast to see. But I agree. The idea of sort of 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 basically coming up with a product in order to make to make the so the stock sexy during COVID, where people are like, "Whoa, I've got this government check. What a great company!" It's for climate change. It was it was a it was smart while it lasted. But he the the thing is, norm a normal defendant would already have been sentenced after the uh, this long after the conviction. But he's managed to like he had a lot of post trial motions. He mm. one juror contacted Intercity Press because once once the jury is released, they they go online and they look at you know things about the trial and contacted me and I interviewed them. They 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 basically they said a lot of kind of anti corporate things and they, they mm. described the deliberations and how people ended up thinking he was really like a smart <laughs> punk and so that's been one of the basis of his of his appeal. So we'll have to see ah. what happens ultimately with Trevor Milton, but he was convicted. Uh, yeah, and it really is particularly sinister you know when you are incompetent you know you're not going to be able to build the product and I, I think that is the part about this where you know in our industry the technology industry we have a long history matthew of fake it till you make it or you know set audacious goals uh, in fact it is a big hairy goal uh mm. uh big hairy audacious goal a BHAG is a, is a term they used at google and, and mm. that's fine but something uh, along the way to a big audacious goal can throw it off the rails what is that what, what right. when does it become a legal issue you know since we have a lot of founders listening in your mind between hey this is an audacious goal and maybe you're committing a crime and going yeah, to jail i mean i think it's it's i'll say it is as although uh, to the prosecutors defrauding investors is is as much of a of a of a of a crime you know securities fraud wire fraud crime as as defrauding let's say a depositor or, or somebody that I'm going to turn it to, to FTX somebody that put money and thought they were trading crypto when in fact Sam was just moving the money elsewhere mm. I think that the it becomes there there's you you have to show it's like scienter you have to show that they knew that the statement was false that it wasn't just mm. that they were sort of puffing puffery the same thing is actually coming up in this trump there's a trump trial right now in, in new york about his real yeah. estate and the idea that he somehow misled deutsche bank about the value of mar-a-lago and his various properties mm -hmm. personally when i look at it it's hard for me to see deutsche bank as a big victim in the sense that it's their job to do due diligence there's another case it's charlie javis i don't know if you've heard about that one she no. had a she had a a, a uh trying to think what it was called she had a, a platform that was supposed to help people fill it out fafsa frank exactly and so yeah total fraud oh, yeah we did cover frank yeah. yeah she 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 sold she sold it to jp morgan chase and claimed to have hundreds of thousands of customers she didn't she actually yeah. went out and just bought an email list <laughs> but so yes. that's fraud that's fraud yep. at the same time what are the prosecutors this to me sounds more like a civil case in the sense that like JP Morgan Chase dropped the ball. They didn't do any due diligence. And now, alongside their civil case, they have the prosecutors conveniently. I'm not a fan of, J of Javi. I'm just saying. And then at the other option, obviously, yeah. you, I'm sure you guys have talked about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. That's sure. where it gets terrible. That's where fake it when you're actually faking like cancer test results is pretty yeah. is worse than Real a pickup truck. Harm. Yeah. yeah, worse than a pickup truck, worse than crypto. So there's a there's a whole continuum here. I will say just to, to uh, in FDX, it's beyond. I mean, in Trevor Milton, they did show sort of, you know, extravagant spending by Milton in the Caribbean. But I think that the 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 the, the prosecutors in the FDX case have really managed to show the specifics, not just a sort of you know, do you resent this type of this type of mm. excess and the thirty five million dollar condo over the Bahamas, but this the taking of customers' money to make political contributions. Mm to give it to your brother's foundation, to buy real estate for the parents who say they're such ethical, you know, yeah. uh, uh, um, pro-poor people. I think that's uh, ultimately, if I were a juror, that's the 
that's the real that's the that's what sort of gets their ire up and i don't know how bankman Fried is going to rebut that honestly if your landing page is terrible i'm out right most consumers are it's 2023 you can't have an ugly website stop selling for okay or good and have great and great means you're using squarespace it's out of the box beautiful these websites have templates made by the world's greatest designers that are going to engage your audience let you sell anything and squarespace over the past decade has just added feature after feature on top of the gorgeous templates that are designed for mobile and the drag and drop web design with their fluid engine is just perfect easy to use and you get built-in analytics marketing channel analysis sales data all that stuff not you know it goes beyond page views and site visits and time and all that and with squarespace you can create an online store or you can start a blog click of a button right easy peasy lemon squeezy you can create a subscription business for members only content you're seeing a lot of that out there it's simple it's cost effective it's gorgeous and they keep adding feature after feature after feature that's when technology is at its best isn't it when you pay one price but the product gets better and better and better you get that with your tesla you get that with your iphone you get that with squarespace these are the legendary brands of the internet of this era go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch i want you to go to squarespace.com twist and they're going to give you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Go to squarespace.com slash twist because they know we sent you. Yeah. And so let, let's get to this. The case has been going on for a couple of weeks now, and it's gotten really interesting because I think this is the key to it. You know, he's had like four of his top lieutenants plead guilty. And I think three of them are uh, cooperating with authorities in order to get reduced sentences. I'm not sure if they've already negotiated those sentences or not. I'll but tell you, if you want to know, yeah, yeah, they can't actually know, just, just, to, just to, to explain that, they don't know yet what their sentence is going to be. Ah. They basically, they plead guilty to a slew of charges, all of which, some mm. of which have mandatory minimums, and the government commits, as long as they tell the truth, whatever the outcome of the trial is, mm -hmm. commits to write something called the 5K1 letter to the judge when they come up from sentencing, saying how useful their cooperation was. And then it's totally in the judge's hands. Like, honestly, wow. they're, they're totally, it's total. there's no guarantees here at all. And honestly, if, if a judge himself concludes, in this case, it's Judge Lewis Kaplan, concludes that one of the witnesses might have been lying or trying to make themselves mm. look better, that's going to hurt them at sentencing. So it's, it's an interesting, I think they had almost no choice. They're going to get much less th if he's convicted than, than Sam Bankman-Fried is, but they definitely don't have any assurance of what that will be. Yeah. And, and so they might get, I mean, if we're going to take years. It, a percentage of it, yeah, like yeah. half of it, a third of it, whatever right. it is. Sometimes they get time served. It's really, it's really an interesting, and I'm sure that they're, all uh, of them have like super high, high power white shoe law firms representing them. So I'm sure all of them have shown them like charts hmm. of like, not just here's generally what cooperators uh, might get. I, I covered another crypto fr tr fraud case, uh, OneCoin, which didn't even have hmm. a blockchain. The, the, it's called the, the, the Crypto Queen, a woman from... Romania, yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, called called Ruja Ignatova. Anyway, a cooperator against her who helped her launder money and then te and then provided a lot of information to the government got five years. So you can oh, get. Oh wow! Yeah, he got his name is Gilbert. He also violated his cooperation agreement by like selling his jet without <laughs> telling the government stuff like that. But ah. so it's a th there's no assurance. They don't have any assurance, but they definitely have an assurance that they'll do better than than uh, the, the defendant if he's convicted. If he gets off, they're screwed because they're going to go to jail and Bankman Fried won't. But I th oh, I'm feeling really? that's unlikely. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because they pled oh. guilty, right? They pled guilty to they they can no longer say I didn't do it. Mm. They they confess to all those things. So so tell me, you've been in the the actual courtroom, sure, and you are an expert at getting into the courtroom. I, I'm just curious from a mechanic standpoint, how does one get access to the courtroom? Is it easy? Is it difficult? You have to show up at four a.m. Do you know people there? And yeah, how does it work? It's not. I, I will explain this. I've been covering the court very like on a daily basis. I used to do the same thing at the United Nations until I my mm. reporting there got me into some trouble there. So I came down oh. to the court and I was like, here I am. I was covering a UN corruption trial, Chinese bribery of UN officials, oh. and every day I have to ch I have to leave my my laptop and my phone downstairs. I go upstairs and I, I noticed there were other reporters covering the trial that were not leaving the building to do broadcasts you know, during mm. the break, but had their electronics with them. So they haven't, there's mm. an in-house court system. There's an, in, there's an in-house press corps and a non-in-house press corps. And the way it was explained to me, and I, I give them credit for this. It's not just based on like, oh, you're a big journalist in from London. Here, take a press pass. Basically, mm. they said to me, 
it's not enough to just be covering one case, no matter how much you are. You have to cover, you know, a lot. So now, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm covering actually a lot. I, I write 10 stories a day about the courthouse. Not all of them are financial fraud. A lot mm. of them, I like yeah. criminal law, but a lot of them, I, 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 I you know, I, 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 there's some really long sentences being given out. There mm. was an, uh, in, in any event. So I'm an in-house reporter there, so I can bring the electronics in and I don't. Let me ask you a simple ahead. question there. So you're an in-house lawyer. How do you sustain yourself? This is a hobby or you seem to be doing this full time. So no, no, I mean, you're I, a citizen I, journalist. How do you make money? Yeah, I was going to I was going to I was going to break in when you said you may know it through the Twitter with through the Twitter feed, which yeah. is or X yeah. feed, which is free. But I have a Patreon. I have a sub staff. Ah. I, have, I have a, you know, you, so there's a there's a variety of ways I would say it's actually I think this is a I don't want to say it's a new model of journalism. Well, obviously, corporate their corporate media is going through various trying to decide whether you should what the way I do is I, I, I if I had my druthers, I, I would put everything up for free. I want people to know the information yes. as it is. I'll put almost every. I'll put almost everything up for free, but I'll yeah. also put, put, you know, if I get documents, I do a lot of FOIA requests. Mm. I do a lot, you know, the, the Amazing. people send me, you know, documents. And so I put, I put, you could call it bonus material, uh, yeah, sure. on Patreon. And I do, it, it, do you make a living? Do you, do you, can I do. you make six figures doing this? Can you, can you survive? I'm surviving. Here I am. Here ah. I am. And that's what I do. And I, and it's, ah. it's kind of, I kind of learned I, during, in, in the UN as well, I had the same, uh, there were people that want it's a, it's an interesting, I think as a, as a kind of, I don't want to say a lone journalist, I like, I like beats where you can really, everything is within walking distance. For example, I mean, I'm covering a lot of cases and it's because all of these cases are in two buildings in lower Manhattan that I have a yeah. pass. I can go back and forth between Amazing. and I can really cover, I can cover a lot of things. And so, and, and it's the same, the, the UN for all of its fa failures, I enjoyed covering it because it's just 42nd to 46th street, first Avenue to the river. And yet you can cover uh, mm. a lot of things and you can build up a readership and there are people that are willing to pay for it. Amazing. So, I guess it's, so I'm yeah. really happy for that. I, I, everybody I go to, uh, patreon right now and please subscribe to inner city press and we're going to do the same here from our program as a thank you uh, for you doing this so um tell me about the general vibes in the courtroom because these people work together um but they and they work together for years mm -hmm. uh, they're all very smart they're all very young they were all hopped up apparently on adderall speed all kinds of amphetamines which is a, a really interesting side discussion we'll, we'll put that on the side now and put a pin in it but it doesn't seem like they had a massive amount of deep loyalty for SBF and they have flipped on him. But what is that like? Because he, they're all in the courtroom looking at each other. But these all seem like really weird Aspergery kind of ADHD kids. I think they've all used that in their defense. So what, what's the sure. vibe and compared to other trials? And have you ever seen anything like this? Yeah, no, it is, it is. It's extraordinary. The first thing I'd say is that they're not all there at once. Like, because they're witnesses, you can't be in the courtroom. For example, when Carol, Carolyn Ellison was the first of these, these three cooperators to testify, Gary Wang and Nishad Singh were not even in or there. They had to basically vow to not even follow the, follow the testimony because you don't want witnesses, you know, sort of putting their testimony together. Like, as she said, I'll say this. So, but it, so it's been one by one. And, and mm. the, the highest profile one was, was Carolyn Ellison because beyond being Alameda's uh, at one time, co-CEO, and there's another guy called Sam Trabuco that I'll put a pin in that and get back mm. to it. It's an interesting, he hasn't shown up in the trial. He hasn't been charged. People are writing mm. to me saying, why not? What was not? it like when Carolyn was there? Very, did, did they uh, look at each other? Did they say hello many, to each other? Did they greet each other? No, they did not. And in fact, there was a, a lot was made of this, but when, oh, it, it is kind of like a Perry Mason, like a, like, it's like your idea of what a courtroom would be. They say, do you see the defendant in the courtroom? And she initially couldn't see him because he looks quite different than he did Back in his back in his days of a podcast from the from from the Bahamas with with big hair and, and in cargo shorts, he's now the hair has been cut. He's a lot thinner, which I don't know if he's trying. He's, he's, they're going to in closing try to say he's been mistreated in jail or something. His suit is yeah. too big. So there was definitely, I think Ellison was was a, a very strong witness because it mm. combined both the, her describing, you know how it worked and she was definitely she's pled guilty she she acknowledges mm. that she knew that alameda that alameda had this incredible 65 billion dollar line of credit with fdx that when people thought they were sending in money to to, to to trade on the fdx platform it was being diverted to alameda but she says very much sam told me to do this and she also mm. it has the added element of they were had a relationship they broke up and and 
you know, it's, I think that the, the quotes have come into evidence of things like he wasn't paying enough attention to me. He, he ordered me around. And I think mm. all, as much as saying that these four were like Gary Wang was a co-founder of both, of both Alameda and then FDX. Nishad Singh was the engineer, but this was not a, uh, an, an equal four person relationship. Sam was clearly, right. Sam was the boss. Um, the other ones have, even though they've pled guilty, they've tried to kind of say, I went along. And some mm. of them even said, both Ellison and went, were said, the, 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 on cross, they were asked, well, why didn't you leave? You know, if, you, if it was so bad, if you, if you knew it yeah. was fraud, why didn't you leave? And you know, basically the answer was, we thought it would all fall apart even faster if we left, or Sam sort of like demanded loyalty, like stick with me to the end. The, of the three, ah. of the, three the, the most sort of, sort of poignant was Nishad Singh. It seems like he really believed in this ethic. I don't know how, since they were throwing money around like crazy. But yes. He seemed to believe that the purpose of FDX was to help poor people. And mm. somehow in November 2022, he was disabused. I, I don't know if the jury is going to believe that. Sorry to... to no, no, no. I yeah. mean, it's fascinating the, what you're describing because... That's the dynamic I'm trying to get my head around is the the interpersonal dynamic between them. And then, of course, on a on a on a trial basis here, um, how they're sort of framing their involvement, because mm -hmm. they knew that they had built this backdoor. They knew they were taking this money. They knew that the these were client deposits. They're not uh, they're, they're admitting to all of that. And they knew that they were doing they were bribing Chinese exchanges. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. No, that, there, was a, there was a time where FTX's money got frozen on two Chinese platforms, and so they wanted to get it out. First, they tried, I guess, legitimately with a Chinese lawyer. That's not really how China works. And they had a guy, they had a, 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 a staffer inside FTX, a, 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 an engineer, who said, I'll tell you how China works. And they ultimately, you, first using the accounts of Thai prostitutes. Yes, this went into evidence that they, they stole the identity or bought the identity of Thai uh. prostitutes to set up trading accounts to which they could lose in trading as a way to hmm. shift money. They, as, uh, there oh. doesn't seem to be any dispute that they paid a bribe to an unnamed, yet unnamed Chinese official and their money was hmm. unfrozen. In the middle but of this- they did it in the form of losing a trade yeah. in these accounts that were owned by prostitutes hmm. so that <laughs> uh, somebody who was a regulator, yeah. if, and they didn't have any controls in place, but if a regulator did see it, it would just look like they made a bad trade. This person yeah. went long- you know, some crypto, they went short it and they, and they won the trade. Yeah. Yeah, they were exactly, that was their way. And the, the, the sort of, to me, the mo one of the interesting things about it was there was another FDX employee called he uh, Heidi Yang. Anyway, her, her, she's Chinese and her, her, her father is a Chinese government official. And they were apparently talking like, oh, you know, China, all the officials are corrupt. We'll just pay a bribe through the prostitutes. Yeah. And Heidi was like, no. And so there's a, there's a signal chat between, between Sam and this guy called Sam Trabuco saying, Heidi's a real, like, you know, she's a She's, yeah. did she turn us in? You know, mm. we, we, we need to take her off all the communication channels. And she very, very quickly left. Mm. I think she would have been a great, a great witness in this trial because that's yeah. again, again, in terms of the jury, it's not just showing there's the kind of bloodless, there's a lot of balance sheets, there's a lot of spreadsheets. And then there's mm. like, this guy was just an He was like yeah. screaming at his employees. He was a, he's now trying to blame Carolyn Ellison when basically, I don't want to say she was a puppet of his, but what he mm. told her to do at Alameda, she did. It wasn't, she, right. e even if you look at her resume, she didn't, it wasn't like he hired some like huge hedge fund person. I'm not saying, you know, again, I don't, it's not to be, you no, know, these weren't super else. experienced people and not he didn't surround himself with adults who would have kept him in check. He hired a bunch of kids, peers, and he is, uh, apparently, you know, directed them to do this stuff. Now they also participated. So that's going to come in. What, what what has the jury responded most to? Because you must, as a reporter there, sure. Uh, when You're you always watch looking. them, yeah, and they're taking notes, or they did. Was there a moment where they gasped, or they rolled, rolled their eyes? Mm. What have you seen? I think when you look at the jury, I, Matthew. Yeah, I think because there have been other witnesses that are, have haven't been as kind of Shakespearean. And there's an there's been there was an expert witness. There were a couple of investors. There was a guy who's a cocoa trader, cocoa like chocolate. He's a cho mm. commodities trader in London that said he lost a hundred thousand dollars. I have to say the jurors didn't seem that excited about that. They very much focused on the three, these three cooperating witnesses. And there's also a, a kind of a hype celebrity aspect to this, to this whole trial mm. where they got into evidence, not just that, that, that FTX paid more than a hundred million dollars to rename the Miami Heat uh, arena uh, 
and 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 for the Larry Davis da- David ad and Tom Brady, yeah. but also like there's a there's a particular message where after the 2002 uh, um, Super Bowl, Sam wrote to all three of his 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 collaborators mm. and said, "I'm just back from L.A. I went to this Super Bowl party. It was fabulous." You know, all of these Hillary Clinton was there. There's like then the, the jurists are like looking at this list of like and he's got, you know, gushing about the people that he was hobnobbing with. This was all through this thing called K5 of Michael Kivas. And he was, yes, he I was know ready Michael. to do, Yeah, he was yeah. ready to do a huge investment with them saying like this is a this is a mixture. It's an investment, but it really is. A, it's really an investment to sort of get FaceTime with these big names yes. and take ourselves to the next level, which, by the way is a thing in business you know like sure people will make investments uh they will hire endorsers but they'll make investment in companies that give them access to a certain class of people or Mm -hmm. or, and so um kivas uh you know got a 700 million dollar investment there was some purchasing of shares i guess uh you know i think from the co-founders of the firm uh but FTX and Sam Bankman-Free was doing this in your mind, and this is what they kind of portrayed to the jury, to try to put uh, a patina of celebrity and excitement around the company, correct? Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. And, and kind of legitimacy to make it like, you ah. know, people have heard, for example, Binance and C- he, his big pitch, because at the same time that he was doing that, he was also, there's, the, the jury has been shown footage of his testimony to the House Financial Services Committee and his tweets praising Maxine Waters and stuff like mm. this. He was trying to take, and that was, I think, very, it was, a, and again, that, that, that's not fraud. That's sort of, that's mm. how it works. He was trying sure. to take FTX out of the, the, the morass of crypto platforms, even Binance, is it's a mm. big platform and CZ, but it has a kind of like he made a big point of saying with its Chinese founder, they're never going to get anywhere in Washington. Right. I'm, the, uh. you know, I'm an American. I'm, mm. you know, hobnobbing with Shaq. So it was mm. I, I don't I don't think it would be unfair if the jurors were just like this guy was a social climber. But I think what's amazing about this is that there wasn't there must like you're saying it's a bit it's a known business thing to make investments to get sure. out. They were just from, as best I can make out, and this is not from reading or, or coming into the trial, literally from the exhibits, it was just a piggy bank. There, it literally mm. was, and, and the amounts are, are huge. They're, they were lending each other like $300 million. Now, in some cases, wow. it, this was so they could make an investment for FDX, they claim, but the amounts, mm. there, and there was no, there's no paperwork. They're literally mm. like, you know, sna- uh, signal chatting each other and saying, okay, 300 for there. And then you have this, something that I'm very interested in. His mother, uh, Barbara Freed, is a, is a law professor at Stanford. Very progressive. She has a nonprofit called Mind the Gap. It was ter- in turn giving money to many progressive candidates. She said things like, okay, I want a million dollars, but do it through Nishad Singh so it doesn't look like this is just a family affair. And that's in writing. The, uh, the jury has seen that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty, and then, and Barbara Freed is in court every day. So I'm, uh, some mm. people are joking, like, is she going to, at the end of this trial, are they going to pull the handcuffs out on? And, and the, the, the father as well. Fa- Joe Bankman is a tax lawyer, uh, also, a, a, I believe he's a psychotherapist. Anyway, he's a very put together guy. And, and he's, he's known for like helping with like, you know, uh, easy tax filing for low income people. Like he's a, he's mm. a self described progressive. And yet, he was in the, 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 the signal chats to the last day of how they could like defraud potential investors about the financial condition. When I see a startup that's got bad design, it's hard for me to take it seriously in today's day and age. Why? Because having great design, having world-class design, it's kind of table stakes today with consumers, with employees, with partners, and of course, uh, with investors. But you know, design agencies, they're very, very expensive. And there's a lot of back and forth to figure out what you want. It's not for startups. You know, you can't spend a quarter million dollars, a half million dollars getting some design agency to do your look and feel. And it's hard for you to hire somebody full-time because that's a full-time staff position. So let me tell you about an amazing service. It's called Catalog, a full-service design studio tailor-made for startups. And Catalog does all of your branding. They do UI and UX. They'll do landing pages, pitch decks, They'll do it all. It's half the price of a typical design agency, but they offer a full team, including a dedicated project manager and a design director. They've worked with hundreds of startups. So if you have a problem, chances are they've already solved it. You can stop and start back at any time. It's a monthly subscription. 
and Catalog will never waste your time. They do three-day turnaround, okay? That's more than enough. Stop wasting time. Stop wasting money with all these expensive design firms and unreliable freelancers who disappear. What you want is fast three-day turnarounds for a flat monthly fee with Catalog. And you're going to get $1,200 off right now at trycatalog.com slash twist. That's $1,200 off at trycatalog.com slash twist. What has come across there? Because there has always been this question. He's got these parents who are Stanford law professors who have written papers, I believe, on ethics and morality. And these are seeming to be, you know, the elites of our society. Now, elite people know right from wrong. They know the law. They're literally lawyers and professors. So if they were involved in this, that certainly means they know right from wrong. So they must not only know right from wrong, they must have known that this fraud was going on and they must be co- culpable, right? I mean, I think, or- I think so. I, I, I hate to, to exactly. I mean, I think that there must have been a, t- a point in time and there's probably a still some percentage of, of, of their selves that are actually idealistic, but they, they, they mm. lost their way. I think there's a kind of arrogance. I mean, I've, I don't know if there was a big, there was the New Yorker did a piece that I, I, I don't know how to, how to take it, but sort of explicating their point of view the, the writer went out and walked yes, around with them it and was they very said, criticized that piece because it felt it was like very it was a pro. little bit soft yeah oh very soft and in fact they yeah. without any rebuttal i think barbara freed said those who question us are like mccarthyites like they in their <gasps> mind no seriously in their mind it's are kind of like deranged a, uh, yeah. that, that was a direct quote like the idea is that it's so unfair like their son was a genius and he was there's what we haven't used these two words yet but effective altruism that, that, yes. that he's an explain what that is to the audience and uh, how this became a rallying cry yeah. for them i really i mean i to, i want to i want to say like i i've been contacted by adherents of it and i still i, I it's a weird I, I guess it's the it's a kind of elitist elitist or quantitative philanthropy the idea mm-hmm. and i've heard it there was a slow there's a lot of there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a an intersection between sort of VC thinking and philanthropy of like, let's find mm-hmm. cutting edge nonprofits that can go to scale. Like, I know, I've, I know those people, but effective altruism goes one step further and says, we're going to go out and make all kinds of money. And then we're going to mm. save the world. I guess you could say it's sort of kind of like, it's not like, you know, Andrew Carnegie, Carnegie made the money and then did libraries. This, uh, they're convincing themselves that the reason that they're doing these things is they ended up never mm. doing it. Like with Sam Bankman Fried, this there was a big moment yeah. where they said, Nishad Singh said, I went to meet with with Anthropic because I was I, I was gonna make a donation because I love that technology so much. And then the process yeah. then the question was, Well, did you ever make a donation? Well, no. <laughs> you know, they made an investment right. that's so, actually I mean, in a way, this is the manifestation of what happened with Bill Gates. You know, he made this extraordinary fortune and then they signed this giving pledge. And so this is like an extension. I think it goes back to that giving pledge that Warren Buffett and Bill Gates came up with, I think, where they were involved in. And Bill Gates, you know, basically after decades of being an extraordinary entrepreneur, just decided I'm going to put all of this money to work in a very intelligent fashion. This is like the next generation saying, hey, that's why we're doing it. So don't hate us as entrepreneurs. We get a pass. And so is part of the prosecutions or the defenses you know, uh, theories here and their angle in terms of either getting off or, or getting convicted, uh, this effective altruism. How is that playing into the, the legality of this or the argument? That, that's the, it's in, in, in pre-trial, there's obviously a, a lot of skirmishes before the trial began. And there's mo- it's called motions in limine. And they sort of decide in advance what can come in and what can't come in. Mm-hmm. We have not heard the word, the phrase, effective altruism from either side because the judge oh. said it's going to confuse the jury. Like we've seen... The, we've seen him funneling Alameda money to his brother, Gabe Bankman-Fried, has, a, has something called uh, guarding against pandemics, where he was like, mm. you know, and this is a big issue for the idea they're saying, like, I, I think I want to go back to just say the, the sort of catchphrase of effective altruism is you could, you know, become a doctor and then go and say and work in Gaza or in Africa and try to sew limbs on, or you could just go and like start a crypto platform, steal everybody's money and fund 4,000 doctors in Africa. And isn't that more effective? Yeah. Now he never did find yeah. doctors in Africa. And also mm-hmm. you, no matter what you're doing with it, you shouldn't steal other people's money. It should, it wasn't like they were using their personal money and they had quite a bit of it. Yeah. They were literally just yeah. like scooping into Alameda and giving it to the brother and nobody knows wh- wh- where did the money go? 
Yeah. And so, th- see, this is where I think their argument breaks down. It's probably why the judge said, hey, listen, you, you want to bring Do this that. Robin Hood stuff in. Right. No, no bueno. Let, let's just talk about the actual actions that happened here. And, and let's just judge this case based on that, because yeah, I could see it being appealing to uh, I'm trying to I want to I want to steel man for a second. Sure. The 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 um, SBF side. If they were allowing to talk about this, he says, listen, I this is what I think the defense is going to be. And I want to hear what you think. Is be. Hey, listen, I was hopped up on speed. I have ADHD. I got into this. I really had great intent. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have the controls in place. I was trying to make as much money as I could. And look, I made a bunch of bets. I thought that was the job. I made the bets. Hey, these bets worked out. I think I'm with this anthropic investment. Uh, everybody will be whole. So yes, I should have had controls in place. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I should have had governance. I had all these investors. They didn't force me to have governance. But at the end of the day, I was just trying to make sure that, you know, the children were saved. And I, and I had this great money to do that. And I, you know, I beg your forgiveness. Is that what they're going to go for? I, I, it, it, it definitely remains to be seen because so far, all we've seen from them are these not, not visibly very effective cross-examinations of the cooperators. Mm. Now, last night they put in a filing. They have one expert witness, a guy called Joe Pimbley, who's going to dispute the size of the line of credit between FTX and Alameda. Mm. I don't think that's going to go very far. The, uh, many mm. people are saying criminal defendants re- in federal trials rarely testify. Because you yeah. you open yourself up to like three days of cross examination, and that's when things like prior statements on <laughs> all, and he has many of them, will all yeah. come in, and they'll ask him about it. But I, 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 it does seem like he might testify because it doesn't. Mm. The feeling is it doesn't. It, it's not a. It's not a coin flip. Um, it, it's, he's it's guilty. Not, yeah, it's they, not they going, got him dead to rights. Yeah, it's not going well. He's going to have to convince, and he's also so he's got to throw a hail mary. Yeah, and then, the so then yeah, once he what gets is talking, the hail mary. What would be the defense? What do you think? I think it's just that. I think he's just, he's almost, and I, I, what they've tried to show is it's not just bad investments. Like it would be one thing if the company failed because let's say they were a hedge fund and they made some bad investments and they, and it flamed out. That's not illegal. That's just bad investments. No. It's the sure. misuse. It's the, you know, they, mm. they, the, the clearest one is the people that put their money in and they said, I, I never authorized them to take my money and give it to, Gabe Bankman Freed's yeah. Guardian Against Pandemics, or to give it as a political contribution. Yeah, it was stolen. Literally yeah, they stolen. stole it. They yeah. literally stole yeah. it. And then they and then they scammed people. It, it, the whole grew to the size of like eight billion dollars. And they mm. misled they also had very third point, various investors in the company say, if I'd known that there was this back door, I would never have invested. I still was that still, Paradigm? Did Paradigm come? In yes, a, the, yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, num- uh, the the and there was this guy. The last witness of last week was a guy from Third Point. I forget his name. Uh, B- sure. B- yeah, Jerdy. Uh, and he was describing uh. these meetings in Hudson Yards and like they. The mm. thing is, I, I, you know, I don't know. From my point of view, I feel like they needed to have better due diligence too. Like it wasn't mm. rocket science. I think that they uh, were. This swept is up. a key point. Right. Um, you know, I know a lot of people. I know Matt from right. uh, pa- from Paradigm, and I, I sure. know some of the people who invested. And what happened was just to explain to you in the industry. Um, people had come before and invested and there was a very hot market. This company was growing very quickly. So people were like, oh, the other people must have done diligence. And they kind of suspended disbelief, didn't do due diligence. And then there was no board of directors and there was no CFO. Now, these are extraordinary red flags for a company that had a hundred million in revenue. Mm-hmm. If you had a hundred million in revenue and you had, you know, I don't know, $50 million invested in your company or a hundred million, you would certainly want board uh oversight but i think because this had gotten so big mm-hmm. they basically gave him a pass because this was such an extraordinary success right. so it, it's very bizarre now those people uh, you know in my mind if you didn't do the diligence you deserve to lose your money but of course the people who thought they were buying crypto they don't deserve to lose their money um when, when we look at the defense do you think there's a chance he will say i was drugged out and i'm mentally ill and i was in a manic state because he has been very public about his use of these patches and these weird amphetamines that i've never heard of do you think he goes for the i'm i don't want to say insanity but insanity defense i mean they would have had to kind of give notice of that but i think again once you get in front of the jury you know there are no these fine legal distinctions between did you give notice of this defense or not Mm. They so far the jury hasn't heard it. Out whenever the jury is out, there's been a lot of discussion of Adderall. Could he get, 
Mm. You know, he's there are many people in the MDC jail in Brooklyn that I'm sure could use it and they're not getting it. But, you know, he has a doctor that they've tried to say the doctor maybe writes too many scripts, but they've gotten to the point where initially he was getting Adderall in the morning and at night. But they're saying in the middle of the day, he's not able to focus and, and participate in his defense. So he's he's getting sort of longer, slow release Adderall. Now, the jury hasn't he's, heard yeah. it yet. He, the jury uh, hasn't heard it yet, but you're right. That I don't know if it's going to be as 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 uh, clear mm. as saying I was crazy, but it it it. I think he thinks he's charismatic. I think he's gonna he's yes. gonna try to create this 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 uh, kind of kind of dust storm of good just mm. good intentions. I was doing the best. It's an unregulated yeah. field. Pixie you dust. Know. It's just yeah, sprinkle exactly. a bunch of pixie it's dust. Crypto, you know, you know people. Yeah. Some some planes crash, and now it might go up again. And I'm a victim. Yeah. You know, I'm just a sort of an innovator. And again, I, I get the, 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 the prosecutors are just going to try to like, let's go back to basics. I think that th their approach to the case is that this is not really about crypto. This is not about, no. this is just fraud. It's just, just fraud. It's fraud. It's just fraud. You say to somebody, put your money with me and I'm not going to take it out. And then you give it to your brother. I think that's yeah. also their most, that's definitely their most effective thing because that it's just, it's, it, it, it doesn't pass the smell test when you're funding your family's foundations with somebody else's money. All right, we're back with another Pitch It to Jake House segment brought to you by the fine folks at Dot Tech Domains. Dot Tech Domains are giving Twist listeners the chance to show off their startup here on This Week in Startups. And all you have to do is go to startups.tech slash Jason to apply. But there's one rule. You need to have a Dot Tech Domain name to get featured. This week, we got an amazing pitch from Whistle.Tech. Whistle is a SaaS platform that consolidates multiple communication apps into one place. I need this. You ever spend like 20 minutes searching through five different apps trying to find a customer support ticket? Well, that's never going to happen again with whistle.tech's suite of unified communication tools. Head to whistle.tech to check them out. And if you're interested in getting featured on This Week in Startups, get a .tech domain name and apply at startups.tech slash Jason. That's right. Apply at startups.tech slash Jason. Let's go back to that jury. Th this to sure. me seems like it's a very interesting, um, you know, did they respond strongly? Uh, I'd asked before, just did they respond strongly to any moments in the trial? And then do you know, um, through the, the selection process, who the, the jury is in terms of it's a firefighter, it's a oh, secretary? It's, yeah, you know, yeah. What's the composure of this group? Because I think that will, in some ways, determine, you know, how they take some charismatic or i don't know <laughs> nerdy looking kid and and and, and deliver the, yeah. their verdict yeah it's it's always i mean because this it's it's the jury pool is drawn from the southern district voter rolls so it's like mm. the five it's not even the five boroughs it's manhattan the bronx and then six counties above it was mm. there were a lot of professional people there were a lot of people that were like mm. lawyers somebody oh. had yeah, yeah i mean and and some of them got knocked off and some of them didn't and then you had a very young woman that works as a as a as a you know a checkout in a supermarket she's mm. on the jury so it's a pretty wow. well there was one guy that I, you know I, I feel bad for him he was he's an alternate but he got through the process and was selected and the next morning he said by the way i'm a i'm a night watchman and they're not letting me out of my job and the judge said, you should have told us that earlier because we've let the whole pool go. And so this is the one, if you've seen some of the coverage has talked about a person sleeping on the jury. He's an alternate. Yeah. So it possibly, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily going to give rise to, to an appellate issue. There's one, I, I want to jump back to because there's something, there's the, the, as people may know, he was in the Bahamas when it, when it all fell mm -hmm. apart. And he stayed yes. there. His, his, you know, these three all left the country and went back to their parents' homes and began very mm -hmm. quickly to, to get cooperation agreements but he stayed there kind of kind of uh, it's, it's a kind of shakespearean thing walking around yeah. in cargo shorts in, in, the, in the condo yeah. in the condo doing 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 zooms with all and sundry but then he was arrested by the bahamian authorities they taken into custody and it became i, re I remember this because it was a big we were in the courthouse wondering when is he going to come is he going to fight extradition he ended up not he ended up consenting to extradition mm. but this is now being used to actually get him out of several of the charges. The, Bah the, the Bahamian authorities are saying, now that he's been extradited, he can only be tried in the United States on the charges that were on the table when he was extradited. So there's mm. been, as they've gone through the electronics and the various files yes, of the they would file a superseding indictment, yeah? They did. They filed one, including the Chinese bribery charge, including, uh. the, including the campaign finance charges. And basically... 
he may be convicted in his first trial on securities fraud, wire fraud, money laundering, and mm-hmm. never face the other charges. But right now, it looks like he, and, and this is where it gets, it's, it may sound like kind of conspiratorial, but the the political side doesn't, it's not just that he looks bad. The politicians that mm-hmm. took the money don't look very good, right? Because they mm-hmm. were being proponents of using the FTC, the, the, the CFTC. They were basically doing Sam's bidding for the money, which I guess no one is surprised yeah. by. That's that's Washington. But we have a political system. To, yeah. Yeah. Many of them didn't want to, didn't, yeah. And there was dark money too. Like these guys were not, they were not just doing this, the $2,500 to candidates. They were funding like the uh, Republican governor. And there was, it was mostly Democrat, but they have this other guy called Ryan Salam, who he's pled guilty, but without a cooperation agreement. So Mm. that's going to be, to me, it's interesting. Like they, Mm. he may provide them with information, but he hasn't testified. This this Mm. is the the name that I I put a pin in. I'm I'm remaining to go back to it. There's a guy called Sam Trabuco. He was a co-CEO of Alameda with Carolyn Ellison. And in the evidence at trial, he left before the fall. He left some months before Mm. the fall. But he's never been charged and he's not a cooperator. But in the Mm. Chinese bribery thing, he was absolutely central to it. Like him and Sam were saying like, let's do it. So he's he's not subject to this Bahamian Hail Mary of knocking Mm. out charges. He's an American citizen that on evidence, violated the campaign finance laws and the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. So it's a, it's a mystery. There's a lot of sort of rumors floating around, like where's Sam Trabuco or that maybe DOJ is deferring. It's not clear to me that the Justice Department has to defer to Bahamas on this. This is not, they've admitted it's not really a legal requirement. They're saying it's nice to be nice. Ah. For, for, for future extraditions from the Bahamas, we right. want them to feel comfortable. But, right. And so some people say to me, it doesn't really matter if he's convicted of the wire fraud, he's going to do a lot of time in jail, it doesn't matter. But to me, it does matter. Like it does yeah. the, the specifics of the campaign finance charges and the, and, the, and the Chinese bribery. These are issues that go well beyond Sam Bankman fried They're like, yeah. how does it work? How does it work? Hmm. And it's, it's too convenient. I, I, I personally, I, I go to, 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 to press conferences with the, the, the US attorney and I've asked him, but you can't get an answer to this question. Hmm. Who decided that that to that 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 these really explosive charges that go beyond just financial chicanery would hmm. somehow get swept under the carpet and and i don't that's something that i'm going to continue to pursue wherever the trial ends have they gotten the money back is that part of this trial have they talked about recouping the money and getting it back from different places or those who i know those would be separate actions in some that's cases a total, but some yeah, people there's a, yeah there's yeah. a big there's a big bankruptcy case in delaware and and in fact uh-huh. a lot of the evidence in the case they sort of the FTX debtors or or what there's a there's a snapshot that was taken of their their Amazon Web Services mm. full cloud account of everything about FTX on November 6th, 2022, which seems to be like the day that it all fell apart, that the FTT token mm. collapsed and people flew out of the country. And and down there, those those are the guys that are the parents have actually been sued civilly for the money they took. Like mm-hmm. this guy, John Ray, who's the, the bankruptcy sort of trustee, he did the same thing in Enron. He's a famed kind of like, try to get all the money back that you can. Yeah. He's filing all kinds of lawsuits against, against people trying to claw back. I mean, I wonder, there's other people that got investments, like you were saying, I, I don't want to say Michael Kivis, but, you know, Scaramucci, there are all these names floating around yes. that took, that got money. Um, and, and it seems pretty methodically they're trying to get, to get yeah, all I mean, the money back. If- it's ill-gotten gains and you spent it at a restaurant or on Knicks tickets. I don't think the Knicks have to give that back if you consume something. Right. But gone. if you invested and you have it sitting in your bank account or some amount of it and you traded for shares, then the shares are what should be given back. But I think they mm-hmm. could put pressure on somebody. Let's say you raised 10 million. Like mm-hmm. there is a um, blog, uh, like a news blog, Semaphore. Yep. I think that took 10 million and they committed to giving it back and they found mm-hmm. new investors. So I guess they just don't want to be involved in this. So they just give the 10 million back. But let's say they had spent it. Well, then right. you owned equity. And so the, I guess <laughs> the people who are sold, they would get totally. the equity. Yeah. Um, so no, there were other names that's a negotiation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, I think a lot of like the, the, the committee to protect journalists, a very high minded group, they, they got 4,000. Uh, $410,000 in crypto from, mm. from, from FTX or Bankman Free. No one's yeah. quite clear. And so some months after the flame out, they, they, they quietly gave the money back, and which is good because otherwise John, John Ray is coming knocking at the door. And I think yeah. the parents, the parents are really, they're trying to say that they never knew the house was in their name. And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't pass the smell doesn't test. Add up. 
it, and they, it and they were using signal and other services to try to cover their trails but totally. they seem to have gotten some of these signals so does that mean somebody was taking screenshots or recording it what would what, well, that's what that? happened and, and they've tried the, the prosecutors i don't know if it's if it's fair or not because a lot of these they, they focused a lot on on sam bankman free telling you know gary wang nishad singh ellison to all set self-erase you know for mm. four weeks or then as it got things got yeah. hotter it seemed to have shrunken down to one week clearly some of them stopped doing that because yeah. the messengers are there but they've tried to sort of show like this and I think they do have a direct quote from Sam. They, they have a witness saying, Sam told them, let's not do this stuff in writing. It's, it's, it's better yeah. regulators are going to come looking for this. And I, but I mean, that's all, that, 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 that doesn't necessarily mean you broke that's the law. That's standard business yeah. advice too, yeah. which yeah. is, Being hey, smart, we're talking about a legal issue. Let's not totally. play, totally. pretend we're lawyers and talk about yeah. it on Slack or iMessage right. because then oh, an, uh, an attorney is going to try to spin that in a case. So that, that's kind of like general health yeah. practices. But I was just kind of interested in that, you know, when you set it on signal, I believe it's mutual. So if I set it to one week, you're automatically set to one week. It's kind of like we've agreed on one week. So I was wondering if people did take screenshots. I think they I found a way. Yeah, these are that's yeah. A, they, they may not have been very experienced in business, but they definitely knew they, they definitely knew technology. <laughs> Somebody was yeah, definitely they probably knew saving, to cover their tracks too. <laughs> to so where, what's left these. in the trial here? We, we've been at this, this for some number of weeks. Sure. They, when they do a trial like this, they set a number of weeks, right? They they have they a certain amount of time. Yeah, and they schedule. asked. They said they thought it would be four to six weeks. Um, okay. And they tell the jurors at? that too. We're, 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 we're past three weeks and there's been mm. a kind of a hiatus here. The judge Kaplan had to go to some conference. So there was no court huh. last Friday and, and it's going to restart on Thursday. On Thursday, mm. the government is closing its case. They, they've basically, oh. they, yeah, they're, they're, that's why we now know that Trabuco is not being called as a witness. They're, they're you know, they're, they're, okay. there was also the general counsel, a guy called Can Sun. He was given, he wasn't charged, but he was given a non-prosecution agreement. He testified, hmm. and it can't be used against him. And his right. his testimony was basically that he had no idea, but that event his in the final days, Bankman Fried asked him to come up with a justification for the missing eight million dollars, and he he told him there really is none. But yeah. here's some here's some plausible explanations, but they're not plausible. So his hmm. and Sam's reaction was like, "Oh, I get it," which is sort hmm. of an admission. Yeah, that I think yeah. that that was the purpose of that testimony. So basically, before lunch on Thursday, which is when the, the uh, of this they week we're doing case. on Tuesday, they're going to rest their case. The, the the defense has tried to say, "Give us another break." They've already had this three day break, but they yeah. don't. That if they they want another break, and Judge Kaplan said, "No, Thursday after lunch, you've got to start." They might so start have three weeks to do their side. Yeah, I don't think they'll take, even if they, it seems they don't have an extensive witness list. They mm. wanted six experts. They're now down to one expert. He probably will go on Thursday. And then there'll be this magical moment where the judge says, Mr. Bankman Freed, you have an absolute right to testify. You They'll do mm. it outside the presence of the jury. You have a right to tell, you don't have to testify. It's your decision. It's not your lawyer's decision. And mm. what people are, I, I, I mean, these are people that are like deep inside it. They're thinking like, Probably the lawyers, almost always lawyers say don't testify because yeah. it, it doesn't end well. But this is not ending well either. But it's totally his decision. He could tell them I'm not going to. And in that moment, moment. he could say, I'm ready. Yeah, Whoa. I'm taking the stand. So there's going to be, that's like the moment. And I'll get, if he definitely, if he says, no, I, I choose not, I, I exercise my Fifth Amendment, right? I'm not testifying. There's going to be a lot of disappointed journalists, certainly. And yeah. I think di disappointed investors, because people, I think they do want to know, they don't just want to see him flame out. But they want to there there's been a there's been a pretty you know a pretty workmanlike presentation, but there's mm. still something missing, just like you said how i mean i I myself said when did even in that family, when did it go from kind of arrogant, pretentious, but ultimately idealistic, you know we want to help the poor to like screw the world, we're better than everybody, and anyone that criticizes us, it's like McCarthyism. When did that happen? Like at There's what you know break, meal? Yeah. There was a break, and I think like it, it, this might come out if you start. I think you're going to mm. get you're going to get closer, not to the truth, but to the the psychological truth of how it happened. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping that he testifies. What but do you think we'll, the actual truth is? If you had to speculate, you know, you, you're you're a, a student of this. Uh, you you see this every day. You study criminals, the criminal yeah. mind. Um, it's entitlement, it's how they were raised. Well, in this case, what, what makes this guy tick based on everything you see? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think that, I mean, I think he's a very strange character. It's not just that he was, he was not just homeschooled. He was kind of always off on his own. He definitely does mm. have some kind of attention deficit. He's a very smart guy, but he's not, he's mm. not the world's most social person. He's not a, and I think, yeah. I think, 
I mean, I think his initial, you know, he, he got out of MIT. He went to work at Jane Street. Then he had this, yes. this Alameda, basically. Very famous he hedge he fund, had, yeah. yeah. He had this idea of like buying, you know, buying Bitcoin in the U.S. and sell, arbitraging it and selling it in Japan. Yeah. And I think, I guess, I mean, I don't want to say that this type, this type of like, you know, it's it's a funny way to invest. It's, it, it to me, it's one step away from saying like, wait a second, if I can like find a weakness in the market and exploit it, yes, let me find a weak. Uh, let me find a weak. Exactly, but it, it's hard to then remind yourself. You can find an you can find an edge in just what we were talking about, Trevor Milton. Like the we, yeah. there's people are going to feel better investing in Nikola if they can think there's a pickup truck than if yeah. it's just some abstract stock. And I think it's the same. Yeah, eventually, found when you way, look like, for an edge, yeah. you might yeah. wind up with edges that are illegal, unethical, right. immoral, all of those things. And then some individuals, maybe they, it doesn't matter to them. They see through it. Like he does. He, he I guess maybe he's on the spectrum in some way. He doesn't feel empathy for people. They the definitely way other the, people might right yeah that, and i think in a way it goes this family background i they think they're better than everybody and it really de despite mm. the idealism there's this idea that like hey you know it's okay to do this because we have an our goal is good nobody the, the laws are mm. for other people you know and i think wow. I, I think even even if someone was brought up let's say in a family of people that are like even like a parent had you know served some time for stock fraud you know there's this legal system and that like you mm. go up to the line and not over it or you know this was just yes. outright like whoa we can Contempt do it for the law right. we we yeah, might absolutely. is right we are yeah. elitists we we're stanford we're lawyers we, yeah we 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 transcend the law it, it's absolutely disgusting and you know it, when you look at this case eight billion dollars stolen is that the number they're claiming here eight that's that's billion the, that, dollars you know, if you took every low-level criminal who robbed a, a, you know, a grocery store or a bodega in New York, you know, every dime bag sold in Washington Square Park, and you added it together over the last 50 years, it wouldn't equal $8 billion. I'm going to give you two, two, I'll give two, two examples. Last Christmas when Bankman Freed, he was initially allowed to be out on bail at his parents' yeah. house in Palo Alto, which was amazing. It was amazing to me, like, because often they'll say risk of flight and also just the loss amount, but he was released yeah. and I was covering in the courthouse, the case of a guy called, uh, is his name, Edwin Pozo, 19 year old Bronx resident that was along with his friends, you know, fell in and they did a, 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 a somebody else had the gun, an armed robbery of a smoke shop. No one was shot, <laughs> but it's a, it's a federal crime because- sure. You know, it's a federal crime. So because he's gun. been in prison yeah. since then. He was, he spent Christmas in prison. I did like, so, like, po, you know, he, and, yeah. and now he was just sentenced to three years. And yesterday, right. here's even on the financial fraud side, this, this blew my mind. There's a guy called Adeo Iloki. He's a man from Nigeria, real shyster. He did PPP fraud, paycheck, protect, you know, yeah, sure. protection program loan. But it wasn't, it wasn't that he said that he had a business that he didn't, which many people have been caught and served time and returned the money. Sure. He stole people's identity and set up fake businesses. And he stole all okay. told about a, a million dollars. I he went to trial. He was convicted. Yesterday, he got 25 years in prison. So $1 million. For a million dollars. Yes. 25 years. Now, he's, so he's 8,000 times that. Yeah. I, I don't. Right. Is and what yet, I, I don't. Did, I wouldn't guilty. expect. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if convicted if he got fifteen years. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. That's sort of like the way most white collar crime works, and it's it's mm. weird. Like, what makes this guy Loki different? I guess it's the the it's the he's sort of at the cusp of white collar and blue collar crime. It's like mm. you know, it's, there's a lot of identity theft. That's like people. You know, th look, there's a there's a spate right now in New York of people stealing checks out of mailboxes. It's an amazing. Mm. There are all of these, and it's a federal case because yeah. the postal service is a federal agency. Yeah. Yeah. Th these yeah. guys are coming down from the Bronx with a fishing a fishing line with with duct tape around it with a sticky side out and taking taking yeah. envelopes out and then the, the cops find mm -hmm. them and they, they open them up. People are still mailing checks and there's a whole system of like using chemicals to change the name right. on the check or it's, in some cases they're getting the postal key from guys. It's an it's it's absolutely amazing and and these guys are getting a, a yeah. low sentence, but it's it's. Yeah, there's there, there's uh, yeah. I, I don't know I don't know what to say except that it's the, it's the, the number it feels profoundly unfair. Yeah, the number is huge, yeah. and and this is the what do you think he gets? If you, if you, you think ninety nine percent, what percent is he guilty? What do you think he gets? I usually don't, but, but for you, I'll, okay. I usually say like Thank you can't you. know, but yeah, no, I mean I think I think that he I, I in, unless he pulls a rabbit out of the guilty? hat, yeah, yeah, not, I mean. The, the, the finding. I think he is guilty, but I think sure. there's a 95% chance he'd be found guilty. Okay. And that's, that's actually in keeping with, with 
95% of federal indictees end up either pleading guilty or being found guilty. So okay. they have a very high batting average. But I think in terms of sentencing, people are, you know, talking about 110 years. I doubt it very much. I think he mm. will get out. He will get out. Of, he would, if convicted, he would get out of jail in his, I don't know, 50s, 15 60s. years, 20 years. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, AI and whatnot will have taken the world by then. I don't know what, what yeah. fraud he'll find waiting for him. But, uh, you know, and, or whether... The, yeah, there's a guy called Martin Screlly. Do you know the the, the, sure, the famous? Sure, I know Martin Screlly. Yeah, yeah, he did five years. He's been right, coming to the trial. He's been coming to the trial. Really? I talked to yeah. him online. He follows Inner City Press and sort of throws yeah, yeah. comments Shout in. Shout out, like, Martin Screlly. Yeah, yeah. Screlly yeah. is uh, yeah. Yeah. He, 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 I guess he got convicted of uh, fraud for the people who were investing in his investment vehicle to, to make drugs. Yeah. I think yeah. that was the, the charge yeah. he got. Um, but I think he's, he's made himself. Years. Yeah. yeah, he's made him. He's made himself into sort of a a, a white collar crime pundit. He's kind of fun. It's it's sort of funny. I mean, I'm, I'm he's I, clever. I've, I've, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's clever. I yeah, mean, it's like a Wolf of Wall Street guy, right? Like he kind of right. like he, if you own it, and then you have something to say because he did some kind of like a Zoom call with Sam Bankman Fried and was giving yeah. him advice. I don't even saw that <laughs> trending on Twitter. That was actually <laughs> fake. It was giving him. It was with Doquan and people cropped in an, a fake Thought. video of Sam Beckett oh, on it. Oh, yeah. it was fake. Okay, but so it was, fake news, everybody. He was actually talking to Doquan, and he was like, jail's not that bad. He was talking to Doquan about yeah. crime. Yeah, and then they just went Sam Beckett. Listen, there are, there are so, a lot of crypto. Yeah. I just want to say one. There, yeah. Beyond this one, there's like, there, there's, uh, um, you know, Tornado Cash. There are all huh. kinds of crypto crypto cases. It's turning out to be a big, a big, a big beat. And I had initially, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's just amazing. You never know who's coming in next. And I think there's the guy Mashinsky from Celsius. He's, he's been indicted yeah. here. He's out on bond. And his Are these all the Southern District of New York? They're all the Southern yeah. District of New York. And it's, it's Tell me weird. just briefly, because I listened sure. to Preet Bharara's podcast. He seems like a serious, like I met him. Sure. You know, these are seriously principled people. Supposedly the show Billions, the character Paul Giamatti plays, is based mm -hmm. on him in some way, like a composite. So uh, it's just as we wrap here. What what is the nature of the SDNY? They they they're pretty hardcore, yeah. They're very again. They also feel that they're like the the, the best and the brightest. There's a there's mm. a lot of what's interesting is that there's a lot of competition between them and the Eastern District, where mm. which is in Brooklyn and covers. They have some great cases over there. They're the ones who did yeah. El Chapo. They actually there's a case that's that's right near the courthouse in Manhattan. The 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 illegal Chinese. Uh, police station. Uh, the Chinese government opened up a police, quote unquote, police station to go after its own dissidents in Chinatown, but it was brought by the Eastern District. So it turns oh. out, uh, this is something I, I want to, I, I cover this one district very closely, but it turns out that there's some kind of committee in DC mm. that gives the green light for like, who gets the big cases, right? Because there's yeah. like, everyone wants a piece of it. Or a Russian yeah. oligarch, you could do it anywhere, right? But yeah. the Southern District definitely like, throws its weight around and has become, and I think that they they go out of their way to issue press releases about relic. They did a they did a, a case against a guy from OpenSea NFT an NFT fraud. Yeah, the guy who front run the market. He, yeah, yeah. Chastain, Nat Chat. Yeah. No, yeah, fifty thousand dollar loss amount. And they they yeah. issued press releases they, because they were like, "This is a cutting edge case. We're not going to rest on these crypto yeah. fraudsters." So I think well, they've made they themselves. See, there's a bunch of cases going on. Right. They see themselves as like, "Hey, if we come down hard on somebody, it's going to protect." the uh, you know the the public from future harm so they they kind of have this idea that they need to set examples of people yeah and, and exactly and i think then i i'm interested i don't i don't want to cast aspersions in the, the sort of personal motivations of the people that go to work at sdny no one stays there forever very few they yeah. they might put in eight years and move, move up from doing crack yeah. cases to securities fraud to you know Giuliani and then, famously ran that and then they and then they cash out to a white to a white shoe law firm usually yeah. doing white white collar criminal defense or there's at least five yeah. of of you know alumni of sdny commenting on this commenting on this case and prognosticating yeah. one of them the, interestingly a, a recent sdny guy called emile bove or bove he represented a, a haitian uh, haitian pastor slash crypto fraudster mm -hmm. named Eddie Alexandre, but he's now representing not only Miles Guo, Guo Wengui, the sort of very, very uh, um, Chinese dissident slash fraudster, uh, but also Trump. He's put in a notice of, uh, notice of appearance for Trump down in DC. So oh, wow. this is this is kind of like, like, show me what you got for six years at SDNY, and then your career is yeah. set, you know, and I think that I love it. Damian yeah. Williams managing it, he's probably like throwing the bone, like, I'll let you do this case. And like, mm. I want to keep this guy on for two more years. So I'll give him this yep. high profile case. They're, I mean, they're all I actually I, I like the what's interesting about that office is that 
they all began with the smoke shop, the smoke shop on robbery. And federal mm. judges, despite their Lewis Kaplan is dealing with guys that like, you know, uh, robbed mail and then, you know, pass a uh, failure analysis while they're on probation. Like 50% of these federal judges time is spent on very concrete things. And a lot of them show compassion. It's not, they're not like, this is beneath me. Yeah. Get me back into, into the highfalutin world. It's, it's very. Knowing what you know, do you have faith in our justice system uh, doing what you do every day? Do you feel good that justice, you know, in, 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 in my hometown, New York, do you feel like it's in good hands? Because we have this like sort of anti uh, deep state kind of, mm -hmm. you know, hey, it's all rigged that Trump's kind of putting out there. How, how do you, 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 you trust the justice system? You feel like I actually uh, do. Net, much more, does a good yeah. job? You know, it's sort of having covered the UN and found a lot of corruption. And basically my, my day to day reporting job was like debunking things. Mm -hmm. When I came to the courthouse, I sort of had the same, like, I'd find little, you know, I, I would be through, you know, put, they'd say, we're sealing the courtroom, and I'd write a story saying, this is outrageous, we've got to get in, which is, I, I think that's part of journalism is to, like, push the envelope. Yeah. But I will, it's not just that I've sort of, I, I it's the, and it's, it's the cases that are not the high profile cases, it's the, it's mm. a judge spending the time to actually, like, get to know how this defendant has been on probation and either, like, letting them all i have a lot more confidence than i had when i went in i think and it always yeah, kills me people people love to say like as soon as the case is wheeled out oh that's a clinton appointee or this one's a trump mm. appointee and i found out honestly that that's there's something to be said for this lifetime tenure because the people yeah. really they they're they're almost they're in their own world the judges don't even talk that much to each other each of them has a staff mm. and has a docket and they're just in most cases here's the main thing most cases in federal court don't have anyone covering them at all. Like, I can't tell you, I've become wow. well-known in the courthouse because not just for Sam Bakeman, Fried, and Trevor Milton, but your average case, I'm covering a DA case. There's nobody covering a DA bribery case wow. because everyone's focused on the big cases. And so, like, you know, there are people, somebody was killed by fentanyl in a daycare. And it's, it's just, and the judges take, the, take it seriously. I, that's my, my impression that's of good them to hear. has it gone up. Feel it's, good. It's, it's a deeply yeah. kind of moral, they're kind of like, it's like being a, I don't want to say they're like, they're like monks, but they literally are in their own world. I was going to say, world. they sound like Jedi Knights, you know? Yeah, like they and, got and they really this, get like, mentioned code, in the newspaper. They're Bushido. They're like samurai. Yeah. They have a Bushido. Yeah, and, and they could they... go nuts and no one would know. I mean, they, they, the problem is they have, a, they have mm. almost unlimited discretion. It's very hard to win an appeal. So mm -hmm. if, if, if they start going off the rails, it's difficult because you can start, mm. they could start. Personally, I think the 25 years for the million dollars, is bit, it's too harsh. I don't, think much, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll be reversed on appeal, though, because the sentencing mm. guidelines allow for that. But... I, I think, yeah. but I, so I don't, who knows, maybe, maybe that judge had a particular insight that this who, guy, you know, commit very violent crimes and, you know, they, they don't get 25 years. So it's, it's sometimes it's hard as an outsider to process the, the sentencing part, but we'll, we'll save that for another maybe day. a week or two or three <laughs> from now. And Matthew, it's been awesome. You're my kind of guy. I don't know. Did you grow up in New York? You seem yeah. like a New York yeah, guy to me. Where'd definitely. you grow up? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a Bronxite, but let's put it that oh, way. I'm, okay. you, I'm a oh, Southern Bronxites? district. Bro no, Bronxite. I, 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 oh, you're Bronxite. I'm from Bayless, Brooklyn. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I got a, so I got you're in New York. Let's go get a slice. All right. Matthew, <laughs> cool. incredible. Um, there you have it, folks. Matthew Russell Lee from Inner City Press. I want you to follow it on X, formerly known as uh, Twitter, Inner City Press. It's the, one of the greatest twitter handles sex handles you could you could follow but more importantly i want everybody to go to patreon right now and if you enjoy his work and you want to see him do more of it you know toss him a couple of bucks and then let's uh, you know buy him a slice you know get him a, <laughs> a, a diet coke whatever he's into all right falafel, keep it up falafel. i love the work and we'll see you all next time in the swinging startups <laughs> <laughs>